Welcome back to the Strictly Conversational Podcast, where we have very strict and serious conversations only. I'm your host, Bailey Hunt, and with me, as always, is my fabulous co-host, Noah George. Uh, Noah, I can't look at you when we do the intro anymore because I know you're going to make me laugh. How I'm not are even you today? doing anything. I don't even... like just making eye contact with you. I'm like, I'm going to lose I'm a it. Funny looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you how. Got I'm a haircut doing. recently, looking funny. Yeah, yeah. I got a haircut like recently too. I'll tell you how I'm doing. How you doing? I'm not stuffed up. That's for one. Okay, that's for one up. thing. You're a little stuffed up today. A little stuffed up. The weather in Indiana keeps changing every week, and I think I think it's because of that. Well, yeah. I'm almost positive it's because of that. But I do I do truly think that the state of Indiana is trying to kill us. Um, well, that well that was a, that's always been a thing. But it's just funny because like we had that you know it got super warm. Well, first we had snow apocalypse. We, we did had like over twelve inches of snow two weeks um, ago, roughly. and then and then after that, like the week after that, it got super warm, and then uh, and then dropped all the way back down after yeah. getting really wet. So like everything melted, and then everything froze. And froze, and then we were like, okay, let's just get rid of it. Whatever. The week after that, the same thing happened. Yeah. So well, it's just like it's ha- it's happening again this week too. Yes, uh, tomorrow actually. Uh, just so you know, you want to get some bread and stuff. You you know where to go. <laughs> well, actually, it, it would it will will have been yesterday by the time you're hearing this, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's doing this again tomorrow. And the week of Snowpocalypse, it was the same sort of thing, where it was also like really really warm yeah. or like 45 degrees, which is abnormally warm for this time of year. And then it was a sudden drop off. So it's the warm front and the cold front hitting each other. And that's that's how weather happens. Weather <laughs> weatherman Bailey over no. here just explaining it to us. I, I, I Isabel always makes fun of me because I check the weather pretty often. I do too. Like all the time. Like I, I check the weather. Um, I, I circle between my social media apps, and then I go to the weather. That's my. That's, that's one of them. That's the fourth <laughs> one in rotation. And uh, I just I want I want to be in the know. No, I, I love I, I love checking the weather in the morning. Yeah, that's like one of honestly. It's one of the things that I'm good at is like checking the weather, not just checking the weather, but somebody's like, what's the weather going to be like? And I'm like, well, actually it's, you know, we're going to drop down to this and there might even be some rain later. <laughs> a it's, green screen materializes behind you and you have a pointer. And yeah. It's like, actually you see this cold front moving from well, the south. Well, no. Okay. The reason that this is pertinent is uh, twofold. One, uh, my brother Silas always is like, Hey man, I'm coming back. Do you want to like, go out and play froth at midnight. And I'm like, Hey man, uh, it's going to be 18 degrees. Then I know it's I gonna checked feel like seven. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like, I have to know because there are people in this world that are like, I'm going to go outside in a few days. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're, you better stay in. No, you're it, not. It baffles me that people want to be unaware. No. Why, like, why, why would you, why would you, why would you not want to know what's happening around you? I always want to know what's happening. I also always want to know what's happening. Here's the twofold, you. the second fold. Oh, oh hold of, on. Yeah, fold that, fold that here. <laughs> unfold. Okay, unfold. It's, like it's a poster board. It's yeah. a trifold. <laughs> it's a trifold. It's the second fold. This is the second fold as to why it's pertinent that I is it's something that I take pride in is knowing what the weather is going to be. Yeah. Uh, which is a dumb segue to what I wanted to bring to the table today. I knew, gonna, I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. It's a dumb segue, but here we are. Um, I'm gonna set this up with a story. Okay. Okay. So can, I, can we first plug what we're drinking today? Oh yeah, we got to talk about that. Why don't you go first? Because you know, well, actually, I'll explain the yeah, context, you, and then I want to hear you talk about you, it. You explain, yeah. So we'll I went. Full review. I went to a baby shower this past weekend uh, in Woo. in Kentucky, 
and uh, we stopped by a Dollar General before having a nice game of Frolf because it was a warm day. Mm. Um, we stopped by a Dollar General to find uh, just some drinks to have with us. I like to have my water bottle, but I also like to have like a sports drink or a Coca-Cola or whatever. Yeah, and, something you feel really good or, or something you feel really bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I saw on a shelf a brand new Coca-Cola product that is sweeping the nation by storm, uh, apparently, according to the internet. Uh, it's called Coca-Cola Starlight. We are in no way sponsored by Coca-Cola. You're not. Um, but there's but. this new flavor of Coca-Cola now. It's called Starlight. Uh, the only description I can give is that it is space-flavored, which is insane. Yeah, the the, the label or the, the bottom literally says space-flavored underneath the creations, little guy. Yeah. Um, so we're sipping on that today. They only had like little cans at the uh, Meyer close to us. Um, but it's enough. It, it it tastes good. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. My first sip, I was like, oh, that's familiar. I know what that is. And then suddenly out of nowhere, you're like, whoa, a new flavor that I really don't know if I can put my finger on. It, it's not like a new flavor I've never experienced before. So you're saying you've tasted space? Yeah, right. I, I, I have. I've taken a big old bite out of space. Buzz Aldrin just rolled over in his grave, even though he's not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> he he was like tossing over his casket. He yes. was like he was rolling it down a hill. I don't know why, but that's why <laughs> it was rolling over uh, in his grave. Um, but it's like Noah described it as like a fake uh, vanilla taste. Yeah, which like my family all the time um, will have uh, these muffins from Meyer, <gasps> like for the morning. Yeah, and so we have like a blueberry muffin every once in a while. Mostly it's those double chocolate muffins that are just like yeah. a brownie but a muffin shape. Um, which why are you gonna start your day like that? I don't because know. Otis, I start my Otis Spunkmeyer declares it to be so. I literally start my day like that every day of the week. So, but it kind of tastes like that 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 fake blueberry muffin that's supposedly made in the store at Meyer. Um, but it's like also Coke. Yeah, it's so, like a bready kind of vanilla. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Uh, it's weird, but yeah, okay. It's a little vanilla. Anyway, can, can, what was your what was your story to, to so, key us into our conversation? Well, here's that's another thing too is I love tasting like new flavors of things. I like trying new things. It's like oh, there's this brand new whatever. I'm like okay, right. yeah, I want to know what's going on. Something else I take pride in. Yeah. Segway back. We just <laughs> rolled up, then we parked for a little bit, then we rolled back in. We rolled it. that casket back up the hill. Yeah, we did. Buzz. And Buzz Aldrin's in it. And we this killed time. Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> we this killed time. Buzz Aldrin this time. Um, I so something I take pride in is um, is cooking. Okay, we've talked a little bit about it. Yeah. Uh, on this show before that you don't like I cooking for people. Don't love cooking for people, but I do like cooking for people because I like being like, okay, I know that I'm a competent cook, especially now that I've lived, uh, you know, in in my own place uh, and have another person to cook for. Right. Uh, Your little baby. Yes. Besides, just my somebody who can't be trusted around a stove. One man and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> the new new sitcom coming to NBC. Yeah, Disney Plus this fall. Oh, don't even get me started on what Disney Cheaper Plus by is the doing dozen these days. With Zach Braff. Cheaper by the dozen, but without a dozen kids. There's only ten kids. I counted. I <laughs> watched on, the trailer. One, two, three. Call it cheaper by the dozen, but only have ten kids. What are you doing? Well, over they there? make twelve. What does that even? So the parents make twelve. No, but in in the original. Cheaper by the dozen, there are a dozen kids. And are that's there? the whole premise of the show is that they come cheaper by the dozen. Oh. If you buy them by the dozen, they are cheaper. So it's like, okay, if you have a dozen kids, that's okay. It's a Costco. Are, it's a like, Costco. Yeah, you ad. get them in bulk. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, anyways. anyways, okay. I like cooking. 
a lot. And I think that I'm pretty good at it. You are. Um, you are good at it. Yeah. And I like trying new things. Um, and the, the thing is, like, when I do a new recipe, I feel like I can competently grasp what I'm supposed to do. Right. And I've I've branched out with a lot of new things. And I've, you know, to toot my own horn, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say not to toot my own horn, but to toot my own horn... Uh, I was trying to toot, but I couldn't toot. It's okay. Um, it's like elephant. I'm. I pretty much knock it out of the park when I do new things. Okay? <laughs> Noah said, "Not to humble brag, but I kill it every you're time gonna, I show up to the, the thing plate." Is, I know that your humble side is going to be destroyed by what I have planned for you for this episode. Oh boy. Okay. It doesn't need any help. I work with fourteen-year-olds. <laughs> um. So, uh, I I like to branch out, and I think that I do a pretty good job when I'm doing something new. Um, for Valentine's Day. I don't have a ton of money right now. And I was like, I'd like to do something for Valentine's day. That's nice. I really only have this much money to do something for my wife. And it's going to be, I'm going to cook this really nice meal. Like yeah. it's going to be a really good meal. Um, and I, I, for Christmas, I picked up the star Wars life day cookbook. Okay. Which in and of itself is like, Oh, whatever. But it's not, it's not just like, Oh, it's, Wookie cookies and Yoda soda. Yeah. And that's right. the that's the book I had that I rented from my library when I was in elementary school. Was but aren't like, there Wookie cookies on the front of this guy? Actually, yes, yeah. there are. But they're not called Wookie cookies. Um they're called something else. <laughs> they're called the black chrysanthemums. <laughs> the, okay. The idea of this book is that there are a bunch of uh, recipes from around the galaxy, quote unquote, yeah. uh, that are reminiscent of what like certain cultures celebrate for their Christmas or their life day. And so there are a lot of holiday inspired recipes that are kind of wacky and a little bit out there. Um, and oh, bless you. And <laughs> yeah, that was t- totally a sneeze, nothing else. Um, and I tried this recipe that was supposed to be like a baked cod recipe yeah okay and so i spent all this money i spent probably about 60 dollars oh my god on like the 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 ingredients for dinner and then like kind of the accoutrement a bottle of wine and like some you know some nicer candles just hold can we hold on just for a second we're holding respectfully okay $60 Sixty dollars for ingredients. It was, it was ten bucks per thing of fish. You'd ra- you would rather do that than just go to a nice place and spend like forty. Well, I didn't know that it was going to be sixty dollars. Oh shit! But I already had cocked up this plan. Like, <laughs> what? Do you-, you didn't just say that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> go back. <laughs> what? What'd you do to the plan? I <laughs> cocked it up, like concocted. It's like a shortening of concocted. I've never heard I've cocked up this plan before. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on a minute. We're going to consult Google. We're going to consult Google. Let's Uh, riff a little bit. Here's the thing. Oh, I didn't even get to show you that song. I pulled it up and everything. Oh, well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, no, we're Um, not going to shout out that band. No, we're not. Um, Okay, so... Basically, though, I already had this plan. Right, he concocted a plan. Um, (laughs) That's so funny. Well, okay, I'm... I used the phrase wrong, oh. according to Google. Um, but is, what's funny is that I'll be able to use it again. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> for the, the sake story. of the podcast. That's so, our first laptop sticker. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be so nice. It's so good. Anyway. Okay. Um, so I, I got everything, and I, I, I had this recipe for the fish. And the idea for the recipe was it's supposed to be, if you've seen uh, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, the fish is supposed to be a recipe inspired by the planet Crate which has salt that covers the ground. Right. Okay. And the recipe for the fish 
is like you're supposed to mix together salt, egg whites, and water to kind of make this slurry that you lay down on the pan. Then you lay the fish and the lemons and the and the seasoning on top of that. Right. And then you, you put the, you put it on top as well, yes, right? Yes. Then you cover the fish in more of this salt mixture. And when you bake it, it's supposed to turn very hard and solid. And then you just crack it and you take the fish out. And then boom, you've got cooked fish. But how many cups of salt did it require? Four cups of salt, yeah, that's Bailey. Insane. That sounds, Four that sounds cups. insane to me. And I was like, even me, I'm a guy that likes salt. I was going to say, you love your okay, salt. I love salt. Black olives, pickles, mayonnaise, all salty things. Wait, is, I didn't realize mayo is super salty. Mayo has salt in it. Yeah, it's it salty. I mean, it's oil, <laughs> eggs, and salt, basically. Yeah. Um, There's some milk in there, too. Maybe. Um, I don't know. It depends. Well, on, no, it, it, there is because... Maybe. It, <laughs> no, I'm saying no, there is. <laughs> no, maybe. Look at my mayo recipe. No, like Isabel's sister can't have mayo. Yeah, because there's because there's milk in it. Yeah, I think I sometimes it's cream, sometimes it's milk. Yeah, it's I, whatever. I thought well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Dairy miscellaneous dairy. This <laughs> <laughs> collection. That's a good band name. Um, miscellaneous dairy. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I make this thing, and I'm like making. I'm like, this looks so good. I sent yeah. a picture to you guys. I remember, yeah. And I was like, this looks great. I'm, I don't have my phone with me, but I was gonna pull the picture for reference. But but I sent you a picture before I covered it in salt because otherwise it would have just been a white mountain on a baking sheet that I would have sent you a picture of and been like, dinner's looking good. Mashed <laughs> potatoes. And so I like covered it in salt, and then like I put it in the oven, and I was like, okay. Fingers crossed, like that this works out. Right. How long did it have you put in the oven for? It was like twenty five minutes. Okay. What what temperature? Uh, four four hundred or four twenty five. Okay. Okay. I'll say this much: the bottom layer got crackly and and solid. Yeah. The top layer did not. Uh, it was just a pile of wet salt that coagulated on top of a couple slabs of fish. Yeah, that's horrible. And like I tried pulling them out and scraping off the salt, but it was all gooey and nasty. And like I I tried a bite of it. I was just like, okay, like I hope this is good. And I yeah. tried a bite of it. It was inedible. It was inedible. And I like I, I'm I'm not gonna be so picky about food. Like I can stomach whatever, but right. like imagine taking a spoonful of salt and putting it in your mouth. I don't want to do that. And no, nobody does. So wait, did you try like the meat portion? Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's the wow. thing is you're supposed to like you're supposed to crack it and remove the fish. Do you think that if you tried two cups of salt, they would work better? Well, or the, if you left it in for longer it'd work better? Like thing, what yeah, okay. So and I was thinking about that is like I guess the salt on the top didn't cook, but at the same time you're dealing with fish and fish is very temperamental. And you have to especially with cod, you need to be cooking it for like it's like a, a 10 to 12 minutes per inch of thickness for the fish. Otherwise, it's going to be, you know, if it's undercooked, it's right. going to be rubbery and gross. If it's overcooked, it's going to be really dry and flaky. And like, you have to just get that right. So the thing was, is that like, I cooked the fish perfectly. And I was like, yeah, a pat on the back. <laughs> I was like, I cooked the fish perfectly, except for the fact that it's doused in salt. Right. Um, and so for Valentine's Day dinner, we ended up, you know, I, I drove out and I picked up Steak and Shake and brought back a couple triple hamburgers. And that was Valentine's yeah, Day. A whole seven by seven. Yeah. Put two like, candles on top. So I was just like, man, like, and I was, I, when I, I drove by myself to Steak and Shake because I was like, I'll, I'll fix this. Like, I'll take care <laughs> of it. Just blasting American football. So I did, <laughs> like, I was driving and I, I think I played, 
I think on my way there, I played Clairvoyant by the story so far. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was just like, it was, it was like, I was joking, but like, that's no, worse. <laughs> I, I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like it was like eight 30 and like I'm driving and I'm just like, I think you notice that uh, things become. Yeah. Yeah. Keep like, going. Keep going. <laughs> so I was just like, so, okay. All this to say, yeah, I had this horrible experience in something that like I take a lot of pride in and it made like it it really got me thinking of like okay we did an episode a while ago about how we have failed certain things and it's like well what do we learn from those things um this is something different to me where this is not like a rant about you know oh failure is supposed to teach you something right no this is no, 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 I'm really good at this thing. And when something happens where it's like, that was a disappointment or I did it poorly and I know that I'm like way better than that or right. something like that. Um, the concept of having your ego bruised in one of the most like intrinsic ways to what makes you you, where it's like if somebody said, what are your hobbies? Oh, well, one of them that's up there is I like cooking, you yeah. know? Right. Um, and I do something that reflects that poorly this is not like, this is not me being like, well, what can I learn from that? No, uh-uh, no. That was a dumb recipe and it was poorly executed on the, you know, on the maker's part that this recipe shouldn't be in there. Right. It shouldn't be formatted that way because it's way too temperamental. Right. It doesn't turn out right. And now I feel bad because of it, but here's the, here's well, the, the proportions are asking you to be in like a perfect situation. Yes. That you are just not in. Can you, you replicate know? it? Probably right. not. Probably not. Probably nobody could. This is my thing. And this is kind of the topic I'm bringing to the table. I've been talking about it for a long time. So I want to get your thought is sure. like when you fail at something and you're like, okay, well I'll do better next time. You know, that's one thing. Yeah. But is there something to you or is there, are there things, a collection of things to you where if you do something poorly, you know, that is intrinsic to who you are. Yeah. Is there a way that you're like, no, you know what? Like I'm really good at this thing. And, and this is no reflection of and that. This is no reflection of that. And it yeah. like, not, not to say that you're like shifting blame away from yourself, but like, stand up for yourself and be like, no, like this is not a moment for me to be humble. This sucks because I should have been able to do this really well because every other aspect of this I'm good at. Yeah. But there were so many other factors that you couldn't control. Right. Yeah. Is that something that you run into often or are there things that you can point to and be like, Oh, that thing I know I'm good at. Yeah. And if I do poorly, that is in no way a reflection of me because I know I'm good at it and I'm going to, keep telling myself that it's something I'm good at. Right. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, absolutely. That that's happened to me before. I mean, I, I've chosen a career path that is almost entirely focused on performing performance based. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and that's not just like in the theater part of my degree. It's also like in education, you get up in front of people and you perform all day and you try to make that sustainable, um, for six hours a day. Um, and you know, you do it, five days a week and you try 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 and you know that you're good at it. Um, but there are some times, there are some days where you walk away and you realize I'm not, I, I did not do a good job today. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, um, a lot of it has to do with taking every day as it comes and taking every day as its own separate collection of events that have led to this moment. And, uh, whether you can control those things or not control those things, um, 
you kind of have to to let go of mm-hmm. um, or else if you focus on at the end of every day, wow, well, I, I did really poorly all day and, and this is so intrinsic to my personality, so therefore I'm bad at what I do. Um, you're, it's going to hurt over a long period of time. It's going to hurt that day, but it's going to hurt worse if you keep telling yourself that, yeah. right? And granted, cooking is not what you chose to do as a career, <laughs> yeah. but I'm sure that there are a number of things um, that you as a person have that you do more regularly that um, if you don't do well at damage your pride over a long period of time and make you question, hey, maybe I'm not so good at blank, even though I chose blank and that's, I don't know, if you fill in the blanks for no, yourself, yeah. that sort of thing. So the short answer is not to not to go on for too much longer in that. I mean, I have more to say about it, but to kind of shift it over to it's like, in short, yes, lots of things where I'm like, wow, that really hurt my ego, even though I know that I'm good at that thing. But you have to really take your perspective and shift it or else that thing that you have done, if it happens again, it's going to get progressively it's less away. fun. Yeah. yeah, and so and you're going to start questioning, wait, maybe I'm the common denominator in this situation. So um, anyway, that's sort of a short, 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 well yeah and that's like that's the thing is it's a frustrating perspective to be you know somebody that is self-aware of growth where it's like you know okay for example um another another thing that i would bring up is would be like disc golfing right i was gonna actually mention that too yeah Yeah. so uh, my my brother silas is like incredible yeah he's great at at disc golf sure um, he's getting a lot better. Yeah. Like he's still improving and stuff. Um, and it was so like frustrating to me when he was getting into it that he kind of picked it up right away. And I was like, well, I want to go out and do that. And I was just like, well, I'm coming from an ultimate Frisbee background. So I don't understand any of like how, like the form yeah, it's and way the, different. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't get it. And I like over time I figured it out and I kind of hit my stride and you know, there, there are times there where I'm like, I'm still in a learning period, but I've gotten to a point where I can play well enough to where if I do poorly, I'm not like, well, I can improve. I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm good at this. Like this is something I'm good at. And so that's hard to be in a, in a perspective of growth to be like, well, you know, there is something here that it's not, you know, I have to keep working on this or whatever. Cause nobody likes to, I mean, we can be transparent as we want to say, yeah, failure is just an opportunity for growth. But there's nobody in the planet that, you know, likes to challenge themselves and say, that felt horrible. Let yeah. me try it again and see how much better I well, can get. It feels like a step back. Yes. Especially like if, if you're in the middle of a period, like you said, of growth, like you're getting better at something. And then all of a sudden there's one day where you're suddenly worse at that thing than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, wow, what happened from point A to point B? And you never think of the fact that it could just be, it's just today because when you're in today, you cannot see tomorrow and yeah. you cannot see what's going to gonna happen beyond that and the growth that you will experience in the future. So it, it is incredibly frustrating, but that's the whole thing is if you, if you like something enough, if you enjoy it enough, you're going to keep pushing through mm-hmm. um, those moments of bruising your ego. And I think the main, the main, the main thought that I, I think that you can get from this, not just you as in you, but you as in like a collective whole, yeah. is like, if this is hurting your ego, how you view yourself, how you view your ability to do specific things, reevaluate 
where you're earning your worth from, that sort of thing. Because yeah. like that, making this is like a, a conversation that I've had with a lot of people, whether about me or about them, when they put their worth into the things they do, at any capacity, they're never gonna be enough, mm-hmm. right? Because you are going to, as you get better at something, also correlationally have a higher view of how you do that thing. And suddenly, when you fail, so does your view of yourself. Yeah, because you, yeah. you've brought your standards up to a level for yourself. Right. That and that, are, and yeah. that's not a bad thing, especially like if it's in your work or, um, for example, in cooking. When you're like, yeah. I want to cook for a group of people because I know that I'm good at it and I know that they will be impressed. And it's better than just going to X, X Mexican restaurant for the 30th time, yes. right? Um, but when you, when you do that and you... <laughs> And you fail, you fail like in front of them, or you make a mistake in front of them. It hurts so much worse because you've like hyped yourself up yeah. because you believe this about yourself, and, and then you and then you don't you don't do well. But um, it's not a bad thing to have a high view of the things that you do because then it can keep challenging you to get better. Mm-hmm. But you also, as you talk about growth, like you need to understand that growth is not a bar graph that only goes up. Yeah. Growth growth is like unfortunately all over the place, right? If you could chart somebody's growth from point A to point Z throughout their entire life, I mean, there are there are yeah. setbacks. How many times do you end up back at the beginning and then have to work your way? Yeah. yeah. And so. that's like, I mean, that applies to just about everything. Do, you know? do anything and everything. Um, yeah. And I I I mean, so I like that you brought up kind of the where, you know, where do you put your worth where do you find your value because that almost in and of itself is a different kind of ego bruise right where uh, for me i can relate to that because we have uh, a mutual friend it's a very talented musician and when i met him first like my view of myself was in comparison to him right um because uh, i think this is how it kind of played out was i decided to i decided to start um like seriously make music right and i may i mean seriously like actually devote time to it right and then actually put some money into it and actually like right you know release it to the public you're making decisions to yes yeah and support that thing. in my mind there like and i know that it's like i know that it leaves some to be desired but in terms of i'll just say this in terms of writing music I was like, this is great. I think that I am doing really good stuff here. Yeah. And like, and nobody's going to take that away from me. I'm not even going to compare myself to anybody else in that regard because I have really, you know, I have a lot of faith in, in what I've written in terms of lyrics. Right. Um, and there's a different kind of ego bruise where like I was making this music and, and I was like, you know, I love the lyrics that I've written. Nobody else cares. Right. Like I'm, I'm putting on this show because that's in the nature of it. And not a single other person seems to get is tuning into this. Like they, they don't get it the way that I do that. I'm like, I'm much like this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) but the people that do get it. Hey man, we love you. Hey man, we love you. Um, We're here for you. We here for you. We here for you. We here for you. Anyways. Uh, but that like, kind of, you know, I, I wanted to put my value, like I, I wanted to, not just that I was like misplacing it, but I wanted to put my value in like, this is something that I'm doing right now because this is how I'm processing things. And, and this is like the manifestation of like 
how I'm feeling about things right now. And let me put it in this. And then the response that I got was middling or quiet. Yes. Yeah. Um, that in and of itself is so frustrating, especially, I mean, like take it back to cooking. For example, if I'm like making a, you know, a pretty average meal for myself and for Rachel and like, and I see my dad do this all the time because me and my dad are so similar. Like I'll wait for, for her to like take a bite and I'll be like, is it like, is it good? Is it good? Right. Like, do I need to do anything more? Right. Yeah. And it's just pasta with cheese and sauce and, and some broccoli. Right. Like it's not anything serious. You know, I could pull a frozen lasagna out of the microwave and be like, is it good? Did is it I do good? it right? Is it, did I do it okay? You know? Yeah. That So validation is another part of it that like, you know, you're stacking all these things up on top of each other because let's just be real. When you, for example, knock a show out of the park or you, or you, you land the part that you wanted, Mr. Baker, uh, featuring an into the woods, you land the part that you wanted and you, and you do a darn good job at it. And it's like, well, did, did the people that come and see it like also think that, do they think that or, or, did the people that I want to come see it, did they come see it? Like, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. So before we continue to that, I'm going to posit something back to you about your music. Okay. Right. So you're talking about how, when you met this person, you kind of like had an identity crisis in terms of, oh man, well he's, you know, been doing it for this long and I've been doing it for this long and, and he has immediate success and I don't, you uh, happen to, I don't know if you meant to do this or not, ironically, name your first release, even if no one listens. And there's a line in that that says, even if no one listens, I know you will. So then you have to ask yourself the question, why am I doing this? Right. If I'm really doing this for my own sense of catharsis, nice. Nice. A throwback to episode two. Uh, episode two or three. I, I forget. It was two. Uh, two, yeah. yeah. So, um, so if it's for your own catharsis, then does it really matter if nobody listens? And if it's not for catharsis, how do you get back to the place where it's more for you than it is for anybody else? Well, and what's so like, I would say what's so uplifting, but equally disheartening about that is you're right. My like first bigger thing, collection of seven songs was specifically for one person to listen. Right. And I'll say this much. I know that they did right? because I had a conversation about it and like, and not to be that guy, but I was in a place where I was like, did I get the response that I wanted? Yes, I did. It impacted that person the way that you wanted them to react to it. Yeah. Was that like, was that a cool thing of me? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Debatable. (laughs) Debatable. Um, Not really. But like it got the response that I wanted at that time and it, it like accomplished its goal. And that's how I felt about that. And, and I wanted to keep chasing that. Okay. I'm done with this. Now what do I do? And, um, kind of that there, I, I made one song that was a follow up to those things, um, from the three song EP. Yeah. Um, the song maybe is more geared towards myself and how do I feel about those things? And, and it's kind of turned into this process of like, okay, these really, these things really are for myself and my music is for myself Yeah. and I'm working on a new song that's really for myself because I need to do it. Right. Um, juxtapose that with something like Stranger James. 
okay? This cool project that really had, you know, momentum to say like, what if so many people listen to this? Right. And that was the goal, but it wasn't my goal. Like I didn't care about that yeah. as much. And then the first release hit like 18,000 streams. And you're hot off that. Hot off that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well maybe, maybe I, it is. I'll get some context. So if you haven't, if you haven't been listening faithfully to the podcast or again, I'm, I'm, I'm so curious as to why you're here, but <laughs> if you haven't been, Noah was in a band. I'll say was in a band because they've been laid to rest pretty much. Almost. Almost laid to rest uh, called Stranger James. And it was with him and his brother and his best friend from back home. And uh, they released basically like indie pop music, yeah. you know, a la Dayglo, like sort of thing where they were doing everything, just the three of them. And uh, their first release, uh, you know, you heard this just now, but did really well. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can keep keep going so, from there. Right. Yeah. And from after that, totally dropped off right granted i'm not like i was somewhat proud of some of the writing i wouldn't there. say immediately though like it was like well, a st- it, it was a gradual stair step down yes in terms of who, who was listening to it and when and and i think that the the planning portion of that is probably what led to that again yeah. i'm not going to take responsibility for that i'm just not yeah because sure. i was tasked with writing the songs and that's what i did and i think i did a pretty faithful job um and, and I'm proud of the writing. Am I proud of the fact that like that anybody listens to it anymore? Like, I don't know. That's just, that's yeah. a harsh thing. Right. Um, but I'll just wrap that up and say, that's not something that really cuts as deep as something where it's like, okay, I'm making this other music for me personally. And I want it to do well because I think I have a story here to tell that's for myself but yeah, you know, does anybody else care? Yeah, th- this is this is a good good kind of tee up to what you were just asking me, and I, I think the ultimate question is, how much skin do you have in the game? How much do you have to lose? What are yeah. the stakes? You have to ask yourself that question before you do anything. What are the stakes if this goes well? Medium or rare? What, right. <laughs> what are the stakes if this? Yeah, right. Uh, put some A one on it. Uh, what are the stakes if this goes poorly? And uh, what ha- like you can what happens on either side of the, the spectrum? Like if I'm in a show where I have a lot of stake in it in terms of like it's a show I really like. It's a cast I'm really um, proud of. It's a process that I've really enjoyed. And then we we put it out there. And then everybody's talking about everybody else except for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely an element of, of oh, what did I do wrong? Uh, did you like me? I, I sometimes find myself asking that question, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But more so, more so than the people that are, are going to see the show, I find myself asking that question to the people that are in the show. Am I doing a good job? Because I remember that well, they Because were, they know. They would like, know. They, they, they would know. know. They know the difference between good and bad, or you would think they do. Uh, I remember one person in particular who <laughs> would always brag about how, how critical he was or how um, how much he judged things or how much he knew quality, you know, whatever, whatever. It's whatever. funny because I think like... I think I know who you're talking about. And yeah. We, like we could just, you know, not talk about it, but I'm pretty sure we're on the same page. Yeah. Right. And, and so he would always, or, or a collection of other people that kind of felt the same way would always be like, man, that person is doing really good. And I would always find myself being like having a, a mild ego. What bruise. about me? Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I, when I'm have to ask the question, like, what, what am I doing? Okay. You know? And so I, I think then you, again, you have to keep asking yourself the question, like, why am I doing this? Is it for the joy of the thing itself, or is it because I really want other people's validation? And you're you're never 
you're just never going to get it, unfortunately. And I think the more that you want, the more that it's going to be unfun for you when you don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, for example, I would say like I did a show this summer with a company that I'm doing into the, into the woods with now we haven't started rehearsals yet, but I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm in into the woods. And so we'll start that next week. But I did a company, I did a show with that company over the summer and I, I mean, I don't know if anybody from that company is listening, but I didn't feel like the show was so great amongst everybody across the board. Like I thought yeah. the show was like, okay, I thought it was pretty good, but I found myself feeling really liberated by it because I could do whatever I wanted to. And I felt like it was something that I was doing for the thing itself, as opposed to I'm doing it for all those people out there to like me and be proud of me or whatever, yeah. because like, Okay, well, that uh, yeah. setting, I think that setting works where do you have any stake in how those people feel about you that are in the show? Not really. You no, don't know. You because don't know they're them. community theater people. You don't and know like, them. Like, yeah, and I don't know them, and you know? Who, like, who's coming to the show to watch it? You have no idea. Yeah, right. You know? And, I, and like, because it's a company that's sort of farther away from the home that I live in, I don't, I don't, I don't even know the people... Like adjacently, like I don't yeah. even vaguely know who they are. Right. They're just randos in the audience, mm. and so they could, you know, yeah, continue. Yeah, so that, and I, I would say this is me being someone who was there. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I could tell that it was just like that's your part to play, and that's all that you came to do. That's all I came to do. Yeah, and and you knocked it out of the park. You know, you should be rightfully proud of the fact that you had a job and you did it to its. You know, you did it to its fullest because those expectations didn't matter as much. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I would say contrast that with something like um, something like Guys and Dolls that I was, you know, heavily aware of the processes that you were going through where there was some competition. There was that feeling of, okay, well. I need to, you know, be performing as best as I can, and, especially for these reasons. And there and, were a heck of a lot more stakes because there was so much more to prove. And yeah. even in that situation, like where I would say that my self-esteem was at an all-time low in that season of my life, I had so much more to prove so that I could get some of that self-esteem back yeah. under my belt. Um, and it didn't happen. No. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, and, and I didn't feel that release. Um, and when the show ended, I was just like, wow. Like I'm glad that to wash sucks. my hands with that. And and like maybe in a different season of my life, that would have been one of the best processes that I've ever been a part of because I know the show was good. Yeah. Like I know that. Like I was like, man, people love no, the yeah, show. No, yeah, it killed. Yeah. And like, but because of what I had, again, what I had in the game, like what stake I had in it, I, I was never going to be fulfilled. Now, yeah. And I would say there's, there's a weird portion of it that like, I don't know if, I'm trying to think if there's anything like this that applies to me. Um, maybe cooking does because it's something that I'm, you know, getting way better at and kind of naturally good at. But like, there's something that I noticed for you in that setting that like, it's like, Hey, that doesn't help. And that is like, if you were to say like, Hey, was I good tonight or whatever? Or like, why isn't somebody telling me that I did good? Why aren't they talking about me? And the answer was from my experience kind of being on the sidelines, the answer was, well, Bailey's always really good. He doesn't need to be told yeah. that he's that he did really good. And, and, and the thing is, like, that is never true. Like, yeah, <laughs> we all. I think I think people that perform regularly need more affirmation. Like, because the people that I know that perform regularly are among the most insecure people in the world. Yeah. Because they put 
out on themselves, such a high view of self, high sense of self. Um, and, uh, because they don't ever, oh, like that person's good as always. They want to be told specifically why they're doing well, because now they have all of these words like, oh man, you were so present. Like nothing's more satisfying <laughs> than hearing a theater word back at me. I'm like, oh, it's like, still so good because like, you're such a generous performer. Oh, you're so ge- <laughs> like, right. Exactly. It's like you hear words like that that you're like, I know that's good. Like good is whatever, but that word is so valuable. Yeah. And so the more that you learn, I think sort of to to, to, to to like wrap it up more, like the more that you learn, whether it's cooking, whether it's songwriting, whether it's performing, whether it's teaching, whatever, the more that you learn, the more that you expect and the more of yourself you put into it. So you have to check yourself at the end of every time you do it and yeah. just say, where am I at today? How can I give myself grace? How can I receive the affirmation that I need to um, without begging for it? Because like, again, an environment... The environment that you're talking about, the affirmation that you're getting from others or you're getting from yourself or whatever is, is pretty easy to, to, to gauge. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like if, if you're if you're making something for somebody, are they eating it? Yeah. Are they going to spit it out? You're like, I wonder if they liked it. Or if I'm writing something for someone, like a 70-page book, yeah. like are they still reading it past page 10? Yeah. Or, or are I they... Li- wanna, okay. I and that's so hard because it's like, hey, do you want to be a part of this huge journey that I'm going on for my own self-gratification and this and that? And like, for, for example, um, like Rachel wants to read everything that I've written. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Because she's right. like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm following along and loving it. And like she was telling her sister about it and her sister was like, that sounds awesome. I would love to read some. And I was like, well, actually, I have my computer right here and I've got the first you know, two chapters, three chapters or whatever. This was back, back when, and she was like, can I read it? And I was like, yeah, she held on to my computer for probably less than a minute and didn't scroll down at all. And she was like, it's really good. And I was like, yeah, that's, uh, it's about the most worthless thing that anyone's ever said to me. And I hated that. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a horrible feeling when you feel that something is not only, like I would rather be told all the things that I'm doing wrong than a disingenuous fake compliment. Yeah. Like nothing's worse than someone who's like not even engaging with what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but like, so, so so there's that piece too. But like, if you're making something for someone and you could see the reception on it, whether it's like how many streams you get or how, like who's finishing the plate. Yeah. Like. You need to like I I just think like the, the this is the main the main thing is like just checking and being like is how important is it that this goes well Valentine's Day is a bit is a bit different because you know like you have There's expectations and intentionally made this choice to make this thing for someone who's important to you in lieu of something else that you guys could have done together yeah. but you wanted to do something for them so nice and then it didn't go well and then I cocked it up and then. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Got it. Uh, totally. That, I that, fit it back in. That, that, that's, you want it back in? No, I fit it back in. That's. <laughs> it's getting worse, dude. No, but that's so the real worse. definition. Right? Oh, really? It's like you screwed it up. Now, oh, well, that makes that makes way more sense. Okay. Yep. Okay, so you used it the first time to say like I cocked up an idea, and then yeah. you realized him and I screwed up an idea, which it works either way. Exactly. Truly. So you were in the wrong. I was wrong. I, I you were in the right. I was wrong. Let's put it past. <laughs> Let's put it past this. Anyway, so whether whether it's something that you're doing as a hobby or something that you're committing a lot of time to, always check 
where you're getting your, your value and your affirmation yeah. and find the people that can give you that affirmation genuinely, regularly. And, um, again, like give you the words that you need, like that sort of thing. So, uh, find those people cause they are around you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a teacher, it's never going to be your students. <laughs> it will never be. It, it will never, ever, ever. Unless be. it's like your students, but five to 10 years from now. Or for, yeah, well, so something that I experienced and then we can move on to the next thing. I'm yeah. Like, I have I'm, one uh, last thing to wrap yeah. up. Like after, yeah. So Anyways, you, you wrap us up after I, I give this anecdote. So yesterday I went to my mentor teacher and I was like, I had to write X student up for this reason. And she was like, Oh my gosh, what happened? I told her what happened. And she was like, that was a really good decision. Like, cool. And that wasn't the thing that gave me affirmation. She was like, Oh yeah, by the way, in my class, I had some of your students and they gave you like a nod of approval. And I was like, that's so that makes me feel really good because yeah. like, they're never going to give it to me. They'll be more genuine around someone who's not me. And if they're giving her the nod of approval about me, like I must be doing okay. So, um, I don't know. Even little moments like that can just like really like, even if you did really poorly that day can make you feel better about like, Oh, it was just today. Well, and we talked about that with Aaron a little bit, uh, back when we had him on kind of that, that area of where the world is right now and teachers, especially and having that, like there's no feedback type thing that's gotta be a dark place. So yeah, I mean, it, it really is those little tiny moments that are like small, the yeah. small glimmers of light yeah. in the dark cave. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Anyways, 100%. Here's, here's the last thing I want to go through because now now that you have joined us for this entire therapy session, yeah, right. <laughs> um, here's the last thing I want to do. I want you to rattle off unabashedly, oh no, no humility, okay? I want you to rattle off things that you know that you are good at. Oh my God. That if oh, somebody, I'm, no, listen. If I some, absolutely hate this. <laughs> If somebody was like, if somebody was like, Hey, like what's something that you enjoy doing that you are really good at? And you know, like, okay, I'll go, I'll go first. You go first. For me, I'm really, really good at most video games. Yeah. I could, I could pick up a video game like that. Absolutely. You you definitely can. And I, that's the thing is like playing, uh, you know, if it's, if it's like 007 Goldeneye with my dad and Silas or Modern Warfare or, you know, Super Smash Brothers right. or any kind of multiplayer game. Nobody plays with me anymore in my family so because I'm too good. Smash them. Yes. Yeah. Super I'm, smash them, if you will. Yes. Yeah. That's one thing where I'm like, I'm not going to back down. I'm really good at video yeah. games. If you ever get in a room with Noah and he's going to play Smash with you and he tries to pick Lucas or Ness, you better let him not. You it's, better better not I'm let just him. Saying, it's like, just not going to be good for you. No, it's not. And then, you know, Mario Kart also is something that like I'll destroy yeah. as long as it's double, double dash. dash. Yeah. You're really yeah. good at that. Um, that's one for me. Okay. No, keep going. No, keep going yeah. The, oh, it's your turn. So we, ha- we do one by one. Sure. Let's just do one by one. Um, we'll do a few and I, then, yeah. I think like something a little bit different, but like a little bit, I think more important is that I know that I am not only by what people have told me, but as a person, I know that I'm a charismatic communicator in a way that if you don't care about what I'm talking about, by the end of what I'm telling you, you will at least kind of care about it. <laughs> like, I know this because I there, there are, like, students every day that I see that would not engage normally that are, like, paying attention to what I'm saying. Yeah. Even if it's just wrote and I'm just telling them what's on a study guide like I know that I have the ability to get passionate enough to get them to pay attention at least a little bit based on what how they've reacted based on what supervisors have told me 
I know I have that ability. I know I have it in a lot of areas in my life. I yeah. know, I, and I know that not only that, but I, I have the ability, whether good or bad, to change how people feel when I step into a room. Like I kind of carry the weight of the emotion in the room, whether it's good or bad, <laughs> I can change it in a second. Yeah. <laughs> like my parents have told me this, like Isabel's told me this, like I have friends that have told me this, like I know that I have that ability in me. And so I, I have both of those things. The charismatic thing is a good thing. The other thing is can go either way, but I know that I have at least a strong presence in a room. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, that's, and that's really good is that like there's a self-awareness again, and this is not like, hey, hype yourself up because, you know, whatever. Yeah. This is like you have to be aware of these things about yourself to make sure that when you do check yourself, you're not saying like, well, there must be this reason that I did this poorly and I cocked it up yeah and <laughs> and and now my entire day is ruined because i suck yeah because you there's not there's yeah right there's no evidence um it, yeah i think one for me kind of a little one is um i i know that i'm a really good driver yeah um you are. i've careful. never i've only been pulled over once and it was because a cop pulled up behind me at a light and ran my plates and was like Oh, the, the Illinois registration didn't update on the system yet, but you're good to go. Yeah. It's the only time I've ever been pulled over. Never. I've never like caused a a car accident. I've never like had a fender bender. I've never been pulled over for anything. Like I'm a good driver and that's like something that I will continue to take pride in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. For Um, sure. I think you are too. I think so. Here's what I want to do. Yeah. One thing that I know that. I'll, I'll say this. I think that you should have an ego boost about this. And I'll tell you something that, it, that I see. Cause I know that you don't like talking yourself up. I don't. It makes me uncomfortable. Um, I know, yeah. but that's, you know, even a short time that I was in counseling when this would happen, nice. I would just like immediately like check out <laughs> like immediately. So, okay. One thing that you should have an ego boost about in my grand assessment of you uh, as a person, as yeah. a whole person, the whole person, uh, is that there are, I would say this, uh, especially out of people that we know, it is easy to tell, um, when someone is disinterested or not listening. Um, this is kind of the opposite of what you were saying, but, um, something that you are really good at and that you should take pride in, which you probably do, but you won't say that you do, uh, is, you know, how to listen mm. like, you know, like nobody else because other people are like, well, it's a kind of a chore to listen to other people and whatever, Yeah. but you are a good listener. And I see you hear that little tiny, Oh, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but like I, uh, that's, that's another part of it is you have to have somebody else say like, Hey, I'm noticing these qualities in you and keep up the good work. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you don't, then you might not foster those things to make them, make them get better. So I appreciate you saying that. And hey, you're welcome. Ironically, if you were gonna ask me another thing, I was I was actually gonna say that one because I know that I I know about myself that um, I think both good and bad. Like when I'm present, it's really obvious. And yeah. When I'm not present is also very obvious. So like last episode, for but example. That's good. Yeah. Like, I, I know. I, I right. I know. I know. And and I think it's like a really good thing to because I I always want to make people feel like they are being heard and whatever they're doing because I know not just because of this, but like I want to make them feel seen and heard because I care about how they feel about themselves and I want them to know that I care about them. But also I recognize immediately when people check out, 
from what I'm saying. Like I know yeah. <laughs> every single time yeah. I know. And uh, I, I've developed that as, as a, a good link to my personality and how I feel about myself. When people start to disengage about what I'm saying, like it's, it's a big hit, you yeah. know, it's, it's a big hit. So when, when people stay in for a while, that makes me feel super good. It me feel like I'm contributing something really valuable. Whenever anybody else says something, they need to feel the same way because yeah. that's just, it's all about presence. Communication. It's all about, it's all about being present in the moment because that's we're only here for a moment. <laughs> and like, you know, if you if you get a chance to make someone feel like they're being heard, it's important to do so. Yeah. Um, I'll do the same for you, oh, really, my guy. I, I think something that may be contributing to like your performer perception of yourself. Okay. I think when you get, especially in your writing, I haven't read what you've written in terms of the book yet because yeah. i would rather read a full thing um so when that happens um but if you ever want me to read it I'm gonna hear. I'll, uh, here's what i'll do is i'll get to a good point of yes like, here's a good stopping point of like a section of it and then yeah i think when you get specific it's the best thing you can it's the best thing anybody can do it's the best thing that like anybody in a room could do mm-hmm. when you are able to get specific enough about a situation that's either happened in your life or a specific feeling that you feel and you release that you are able to get other people into that same mood. Like, yeah. for example, like there are songs that you've released where I'm like, this is really specific. And because it's not only just specific, but Noah being specific, it is so valuable. And it is such a perspective that I wish that other people could offer to the world. Mm-hmm. So the more specific that you get with your details and the way that you tell your stories and that sort of thing, I guess the main thing I'm trying to say is you're a good storyteller. And that's true in like yeah. every aspect of your life. When people want to hear you tell a story, they will listen up. See, Especially okay. in a room full of people. That's funny though, because like one of Rachel's things about me that she's like, she likes to point out is that I take a really long time telling stories and like some people don't like that. Cause you gotta build it up. Right? I know you, you know? gotta build it and up. I, and I love telling and, stories. And I think I, I think those people that don't like it, they just they don't listen well. That, that's you're probably right. And Being it's not bad. that Rachel, it's not that Rachel doesn't like you know it's not that she doesn't you know like hearing me tell stories. It's just like you know some people are like okay get to the point already because I right. want to hear what happened. And I'm just like well I gotta set the stage. Well, well the thing is like you and I also hate slow talkers. Oh and, my and god! Pe- <laughs> you, I can't believe you just said that. And, and like people, I just, had, I just had like the strongest like bullet to the forehead flashback <laughs> of know. that one guy. It's like an absolute brain blast to, to theology one. Uh, but anyway, Ooh. so we hate people that talk slowly for the sake of like people listen to me, look at me, look at me. I'm talking like, but people that talk slowly because they're trying to like process every word. Like you can tell such a big difference. Man. It's so frustrating, but. Um, you know that you're not a slow talker. And yeah. so for people who are like, I don't like the fact that you tell long stories. It's like, it's not because you talk slowly. It's because they don't have a good enough attention span to... to I think that is part of it. And, and and thank you again for, for bringing... Because that's something I was going to say is yeah. I think that I... I like, I take a lot of pride in the fact that I am... I have a, like a pretty decent lexicon. Um, <laughs> like them off the shelf, man. No, I really... Yeah. I, like, I, I'm... Take pride in my vocabulary and my, and my like assortment of words yeah. and putting together sentences. I think that I come across as a well-learned person with a decent vocabulary. The problem and the thing is why that's so important is that it's getting increasingly rare. That's for, true for people of all kinds and all shapes and all sizes and all ages yeah. to have a valuable enough vocab, or they are willing of like like they are worthy of being listened to. Everybody's worthy of being listened to, but they don't have the words to say because they don't know how. Yeah. And so having listening to a person that 
at least like semi knows what they're talking about. It's it's getting more and more valuable every single day. Absolutely, <laughs> it's we, a rare currency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, anyway. I think that this has been kind of a fruitful thing because, you know, I run into these things a lot where I'm just like, well, yeah. I should have been good at that. Because I want to right. like, I'm tired of, I think at the end of high school, I was tired of being the person that was like, no, I, I, I'm i like bad at these things or I, you know, could do better at these things. Sure. Like, no, I want to, I want to be, you know, self-sufficient and I want to tell myself that I'm good at these things. And okay, so... Let me make steps towards that because I think that now I'm a more functioning person. Right, because of that. Because of yeah. that. So I think that there's there's definitely lessons to be had in having your ego bruised, but um, you have to remind yourself that you know the reason that you're good at things is because you have been doing them for a long time, and that means that you have grown a lot, and yeah. maybe there are setbacks, and that's okay. And that is okay. And yeah, and always checking and ch- checking and seeing. Um, Again, like how, how, how much of yourself you're putting in a situation and right. maybe you should ask, how can I take more of myself out of it? You know, I think that's the only thing. Yeah. It's totally yeah. different than, you know, oh, what else do I have to learn here? Yeah. Right. It's, you know, I, I got to stop placing so much value on right. this because putting so much I know that I'm good energy. at it, but I'm, you know, taking negative feelings from this one experience, yeah. you know, anyways, hundred percent. Um, yeah, good, good way to, good way to wrap up the conversation and thanks for bringing that to the table. Yeah. Oh, you're um, welcome. You never, you never know. Serving it up hot. Uh, yeah. Woo. You never know how a serious topic is going to go because like, you know, like, oh, am I in the mood for this? Am I, do I have enough energy for it or whatever? Because I was going to say like in the last episode, like I felt like for a majority of it that I wasn't as present as I could have been because I was tired and like for in a serious conversation, you're like, man, am I going to. No, I, I didn't feel like that with this conversation. It felt like Good. everything else sort Great. of left my mind and I was like engaged. Here. Well, it was either we were talking about that or Harry Potter and Christianity. And I'm so and glad that we weren't talking we about that. We can't do I that. I just wasn't, I, I did not have the energy for that. Neither uh, did I. Uh, but anyway, so um, moving on to the next segment of the show, we've been reading, watching, or listening to. Um, Noah, uh, what, anything uh, worth noting right now? Well, I'll go ahead and plug, I mean, it doesn't even matter, the, you know, these days, but Shh. I'll just plug what, uh, what I was going to show you before we started recording. Oh, you, you're going to say this now. Wow, well, okay. like, sure. Why not? Yeah, because why not? like, it was just one of those things. I, there was a band that I found back in 2017 that released an album or released an EP in 2014. Back in the MySpace days. And, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and their, uh, their music is no longer on Spotify under that name. And it was just one of the saddest things to me but if you're interested in some really deep cut uh, maybe some more acoustic alt alt pop uh music go ahead and look up on Bandcamp. <laughs> go and look up on nice. Bandcamp. uh all one word porch lit scene uh, it's all one word por- s-c-e-n-e okay, yeah porch lit scene okay. um they've got an ep on there uh bedrooms and basements or basements and bedrooms i can't remember one of those two. um it's really, really good stuff if you're into kind of the gritty, kind of grungy, uh, acoustic alt pop stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really raw and unmixed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it, yeah, it's really good, and I just rediscovered it today, and I was just like, man, I've not listened to that in years. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyways. Good, good rec. What about you? Anything you? Well, anything you've been like watching or anything like that? Or? Um, Nothing new these days. Again, uh, I've been continuing How I Met Your Father, and like the last episode was pretty good. I haven't started it. It's fine. Okay. Um, but okay. <laughs> I made a promise we, we, we that keep, every keep, time you would say that, that I would say it's fine. <laughs> we, keep, we keep going. Um, yeah, no, the last episode actually was pretty good. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. I just think like it's going to take me a little bit to warm up to the characters. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, n- not not a whole lot else. That, that, that's okay. I mean, I watched the new Uncharted movie. Yeah, it was it was all right. It was all right. Uh, I'm. I'll just say this is I'll, I'll I'll get excited when the next one comes because I'm sure there will be and there will be maybe it, maybe it'll be better. Maybe. Um, it's interesting. Like video game movies were not like hot IP back in the day. They were and difficult it, to make. And, and yeah. I feel like they were difficult to make, and I feel like people people didn't watch them when they did come out, and mm-hmm. so and they were all bad and. Now we're in a in a time where where people are making video game movies and they might still be kind of bad, but at least people are watching them. Hey man, Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog two and three and three and the and, Knuckles show and a Knuckles spinoff series on Paramount Plus. Just kick the mic, sorry. That's absolutely wild to me. First of all, anyway. So um, what about you? Well, I've been rewatching, listen to. So I have been reading uh, still a yearbook by Seth Rogen. I put down that that Sally Rooney book because I didn't like it anymore. Nice. It's like 130 pages in, and I was like, I don't want to read this. Way to know yourself. And I was like, it's I don't want. I, I want. I'm done. I'm putting it down. And the Seth Rogen's book is really good, and so that's been fun to read. Um, and things that I've been playing, I've been. I recently got Super Mario Odyssey. Nice. So I'm playing that. Uh, that's really fun. Uh, very much like a playground game where it's just like every time I walk in, I know that it's going to be like a fun and lighthearted time and I don't have to worry about getting smacked in the face like by, <laughs> by frustration and failure. So, yes. uh, so there's that. Watching. Um, Isabel and I are going to start watching the Batman movies soon. Oh, yeah. Because she's never seen them. And Good call. The, the Batman. It's coming comes out. It's out on March 4th. Coming soon. That's next week. It's going to be the greatest movie ever made. So Maybe. Probably. <laughs> if it's not, I'll be very disappointed. Just kidding. Um, just kidding. Uh, but I've also been watching, uh, I don't think I've told you this yet, but I've been re-watching slash watching for the first time Bob's Burgers. Really? In anticipation for the Bob's, for the Burgers, Bob's Burgers movie coming out this year. Uh, I, I had, my freshman year of college, had watched like the first three seasons. Yeah. Stopped watching for some reason. And I just restarted like past week. Okay. So I, I just finished season one. I think the first like five seasons are like pretty consistent in like quality. Well, I was wondering that. I, I was like, they, they pretty much are. The first season's great. Yeah. I, I, I there are, you know, I'm not like laughing at everything every episode. When they get me, they like really they get really me. They really do. Because it's the weirdest stuff in the world. Yeah. This show is so freaking weird. It's and so, so I I think it's a really special kind of show because yeah. you have other people like Rick and Morty or Big Mouth are trying to really put everything to the wall and they're like look at us we're so zany and crazy right. and wild but Bob's yeah. Burgers is so toned down to the place where it's it's like relatable and it's funny because it's just like, like pretty wholesome so too yeah, yeah. so wholesome yeah and like it's like really cute at times but like mainly just super weird and, and like you said like relatable and like really specific in a way so yeah I've been watching that uh, I, I like Big Mouth and I like I like Rick and Morty but it's not it's definitely like a nice like I'm not gonna hear the, the C word in this episode yeah. <laughs> so that's comforting um <laughs> Um, but that, 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 I mean, that, that's really it. I guess I just offered a couple things. So that's, that's a lot, but that's really all. Um, uh, and I think that's our show. I think that's it. I think yeah. it's, I think it's time to close out. We're closing it out. So, uh, uh, shout out to the wonderful Brady Bolden for writing and composing our theme. Again, if you want to find him now, you can find him at athletic music. Uh, that's two eyes and athletic. Uh, he's again, rebranded, uh, and making some hip hop, um, and that sort of thing now. So he's uh, completely different than his sad boy acoustic stuff that he used to make. Yeah. Really good. Good stuff. Um, anyway, uh, I'm your host as always Bailey hunt and you can find me at Bailey J hunt on, uh, Twitter. Uh, oh my gosh. 
Bailey. It's yeah. Bailey, it's Bailey James Hunt on Instagram. <laughs> Bailey James, no, Bailey James twelve fifteen on Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Bailey J Hunt on Twitter, and I think Letterboxd, and I think Spotify. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, just start plugging everything, uh, and that's that. That's me. And we do have an Instagram page for our show. I think it's strictly conversational Actually, pod on podcast. Instagram on podcast on Instagram. Again, strictly conversational haven't, podcast. Haven't accessed that account in a while. Probably should. So anyway, who are you? And I'm your co-host as always, Noah to George. You can find me uh, on everything at Noah underscore DeGorgeous. And again, our podcast is at Strictly Conversational Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, you're, you're a son of a gun having an original name, having like a really unique name. It is, isn't it? And that DeGorgeous thing, man, I'm glad, glad, I'm glad that stuck because Killer. if it didn't, that would be a blow. Well, it was either that or eyebrows. <laughs> that, was, that was my nickname in high school was eyebrows. <laughs> Because like, he doesn't have eyebrows. I kind of self-served. Like I was like, oh, the gorgeous is yeah, pretty good. This one's and better, guys. That, but that one did stick. Yeah, it, that, that's like when I was in like junior high in elementary school, they called me Gibby. And Oof. it was like, I went with it, but it, you know, like it hurt like, a little it's bit. Not great. <laughs> yeah, like eyebrows. It's like, uh, yeah. Hilarious. Anyway, uh, so this has been our show. Uh, again, don't forget to take yourselves. Oh, gosh. Don't take yourselves too seriously. Uh, and be good to one another. And, um, Man, just I know that things are, are, are flattening a little bit, which is great. Um, but uh, wear a mask, and if, if you want, get vaccinated, um, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, other than that, next time I'm not sure what we'll be talking about. I'll be serving up the topic next time, yes. so I'll have a week to prepare. Um, but we'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Have a good week.